This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Welcome to Catholic Review Radio for the Sunday of a big football championship game. You might even say it's super. And with us today on the show is Brad Hill, who is part of the team responsible for the He Gets Us TV commercials you may have been seeing lately. Brad Hill is the Chief Solutions Officer for Glue, an organization helping churches integrate and apply technology to maximize their impact. Brad has been involved with the He Gets Us uh, campaign from its earliest stages, helping build the campaign from the ground up. Brad's also a, a native of the Washington, D.C. area in uh, Montgomery County and in Arlington, so uh, he knows the area where we're where we're serving. Welcome to the show, Brad. Chris, it's great to be with you, and yeah, great to be talking back here in the uh, DMV area. Let's start. What is the He Gets Us campaign all about? Well, I, as you alluded to, I bet a lot of the, a lot of the listeners here have seen maybe some of these Jesus ads on TV, maybe at a football game, maybe other programs. Uh, he gets us to our knowledge is the largest faith related campaign in history, and it's been going now for about nine or ten months. And we have a really simple but profound goal, we think, and that is to reintroduce people in our country to the radical confounding love of Jesus. So we're doing that through media messages. We're doing that through a range of digital. And uh, as you mentioned, yeah, today's kind of a big day for for football. And um, in fact, to our knowledge, it's the first time that there's been a visible Jesus ad appearing in the Super Bowl. Other than the John 316 uh, sign in the end zone when, when they're kicking a field goal, right? That's right. And I love those guys. And and that's sort of cheating, but I, I'm happy for them and I hope they do it. Keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be right there alongside the uh, the beer guys and the insurance guys and whoever else uh, will we'll be there with hopefully a little more redemptive message. A lot more wholesome, that's for sure. Are there a lot of people from a lot of different Christian denominations involved in the project, including Catholics? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we get that question all the time. Who's behind it? And uh, yeah, the, the really it's one of the most refreshing things about the design of this whole project. It's not any one church, not any one denomination. It's neither Protestant nor Catholic. It's anybody who considers themselves to be a Jesus person. Uh, you're, you're welcome. And, and so we, we do ground everything in the Jesus of the Bible. And we the campaign would certainly say that we believe that Jesus is both fully man and fully God. And also the, the strategy of the campaign is really going to center mostly on the experiences that Jesus had as a person when he walked the earth. So we, we talk about whatever it is that you're going through, whatever your struggles or your journey, the things going on in your life, he, he's been there. He, he gets it, right? He gets us. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's where the name comes from. Well, let's listen to one of those things. And listeners, you got to realize these are TV commercials, so there's really wonderful contemporary images behind it. But we're going to listen to that day. I responded to the call. I didn't know if he was guilty or not. 
I couldn't ignore public opinion. I got caught up in the emotion of the trial. I could have testified, but I got scared. I'm expected to be tough on crime. I know my son was innocent. I will never forget his final words. Forgive them. And the tagline at the end of the commercial says, Jesus rejected resentment on the cross. He gets us off us. Brad, he gets us will air a commercial during the Super Bowl. February 12th, that's the day that this show is going to air. That seems pretty ambitious for a campaign of this sort. As you say, the first, you know, religious, the first Jesus ad on the Super Bowl. How'd you decide to make the effort and spend the money on this? Well, the the really to go back to the beginning, there was a there was a group of Christians, a group of folks that again just are Jesus followers who were observing what's going on around us in the country, in our culture. And uh, we really centered on a, a fairly provocative question. That was really the origin of this. And the way we phrase it is, how did the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group? Well, and that probably resonates with a lot of folks sure. in your audience. You know, we see evidence of that. You know, many would point to, you know, increasing headwinds, as one person put it, in terms of living out our faith, practicing our faith, uh, being faithful. So um, we we took that and we, we actually embarked on a quite a quite a long research period. So during 2021, we conducted uh, about eight months of research across the country. And we were really trying to get at what is our culture's attitude and perception toward three different things? What is the perception toward the church? What is the attitude and perception toward Christians or the faithful? And then what about Jesus himself? And what you might imagine is, and there's there's just fascinating findings deeper that we have time to discuss, but sure. the punchline is folks have varying opinions on the church. They may have been hurt by the church. They may have known people who have been hurt or just honestly don't know that the church is all that relevant. Um, they also may have had mixed experiences with their friends that are engaged Christians or faithful, you know, uh, one person said, you know, I've had some bad experiences with Christians, so I'm done. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the third topic of Jesus, th this is the great news, is there is an overwhelmingly neutral to positive openness amongst our friends, coworkers, neighbors, people in our community to learn more about him, even though they may not feel ready to get to church or to hang out with a lot of Christians. So really for us, the idea is like, if we make Jesus our headline, we feel like we may have a shot at uh, reaching folks and, and inviting them to take a fresh look at, at who Jesus is, who he was, and what he taught. And so that's that's really the genesis of this. And we're trying to use modern media. We're trying to use all the tools available to us. And so through the year, we've tried a lot of things. And among many channels, what we've learned, Chris, is that live sports it's one of the last things we have in our culture where like we're all sitting around watching the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's no bigger stage, obviously, than the the big game, the the Super Bowl. Uh, but we've been a lot of your folks probably saw this on bowl games, college football, NFL playoffs, hockey, baseball, et cetera, you name it. Mm hmm. Um, so we've been having a lot of fun getting the word out through those channels. Yeah. There's that quote famously attributed 
to Mahatma Gandhi, where he said, I love your Christ. I don't like you Christians. And, and so I think, you know, a lot of people, young people, especially, I think, you know, who have distanced themselves from any religion, if you look at any of the, the surveys that have been done lately, uh, see Jesus as harsh and some Christians as judgmental and hypocritical. So how do you illustrate that Jesus really is about compassion and standing up for the people who don't have a voice? Well, I love that you just talked about younger generation. You know, one of the interesting points of research that we found and also our, our good friends at the Barna Group have corroborated. While we do see a decline in church affiliation and church membership right now, right, we actually see a rising hunger, a rising openness in spirituality the younger you go. So this is actually a little counterintuitive, but the older generations are showing less openness today to spirituality. So, but our friends who are millennial Gen Z are quite open. They're just not quite sure if that's church or if that's Christianity or if it's something else. Right. So uh, to your question, as we, as we think about portrayals of Jesus, what we believe is a really interesting strategy is to juxtapose truth from the Bible, truth from scripture, from the gospels with modern imagery that's going to tell these stories. So you just played one example, um, which really gets to Jesus and what he took on in terms of resentment and poor behavior. But your listeners who have seen other ads may know we've we've tackled subjects like loneliness, anxiety, um, inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. We've talked about being canceled. So we we really talk through lots of different things that are hot button issues, if you will, in all of our lives. But if you listen carefully to every ad, it's straight out of scripture. And, and that's that's on on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I think is great, I, I've seen a lot of the commercials, they are airing pretty heavily in our market. And it's just great to see something like that, that is just talking about Jesus as a person, as somebody with whom you can have a connection. And I think that is one of the things that certainly is appealing about that. Is this a way to get people to come to a church or a specific church or anything like that? Or is it just trying to introduce them to the man Jesus. The mission of the campaign, we would say, is to raise the respect and relevance of Jesus in our culture. And then secondly, we would add, we also hope that we can call up Jesus' followers to best reflect his radical, confounding love in the way that we all treat, you know, people in our circles. So there's something in there for the maybe spiritually open but skeptical person There's something in there for those of us that call ourselves Jesus followers, but we do not have an objective in the campaign to lead to any one church, to uh, even get people to church for that matter. Although when people are exploring at their own pace, what we're finding is that they want to take a step and we make that available to them with a no pressure, no obligation sort of posture. Uh, The number one thing people want to do, by the way, is read their Bible. And so we have a number of Bible reading opportunities that we're seeing record numbers of people do. But there are folks who say, you know, I want to connect with someone. I, I've got questions or maybe I do need to get back to, to church. And so we do connect. You mentioned that I've, I represent an organization called Glue. So one of Glue's jobs in this whole project is to actually make those connections when someone says they're ready. And we have right now uh, over 18,000 churches participating in various ways. And yes, that does span various faiths, various denominations, Protestant and Catholic as well. Mm -hmm. Before we go to break, there's a a way for people to get connected to this. Uh, Do you want to talk about that real quick? 
Yeah, that's, you know, the number one thing, Chris, that we hear all the time is how can I get involved or how can I learn more? And so any individual that is interested, especially if you count yourself a Jesus follower, since today is the Super Bowl, we've got a simple text that you can send. The number is 70193. So 70193. And if you just text the word Super Bowl there, even if you're hearing this later, it'll still work. So if you just text the word Super Bowl to 70193, we'll share some information with you, give you a little behind the scenes peek. And uh, we're going to be progressively calling folks to pray and get involved in various ways that they feel led. So we'd love to invite all your listeners to do that on the text. All right. Well, after the break, we're going to talk some more with Brad Hill about the He Gets Us TV campaign. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Review Radio. Hi, this is Father Tom Yale of Blessed Sacrament Parish in Alexandria, Virginia. I want to fire you up for the March 1st, 2023 Top Golf Fundraiser with WMET 1160 AM. I participated in the first ever event. Let me tell you, it was a ton of fun. My parishioners came with me and sponsored me in the $25,000 hole-in-one prize. I love Catholic radio, and we need to do all we can to keep it on air so Catholics have a voice in the public square. The bottom line is this, Top Golf is a fun way to save souls. All you need to do is show up. My brother priests, please join us for the prizes and a chance to compete with your parishioners. You'll want your team's name on that trophy. Please visit grnonline.com. Click on events. That's grnonline.com. GRN is radio for your soul. And I assure you after this family fun night, every soul in your family will be better off for this good work. God bless you. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Two bills that conflict directly with Catholic values and the protection of life are progressing in the Maryland General Assembly. A bill that would legalize assisted suicide was reintroduced February 7th in the state Senate, and a companion bill was expected to be introduced in the House. The bill would legalize physician-assisted suicide in Maryland. Dr. Marie Alberte Borsaquat, an Ellicott City internist and past president of the National Catholic Medical Association, said the bill contains a number of flaws, including placing the disabled, poor, mentally ill, and minority groups at risk, creating a financial incentive for insurance companies and other medical plans to deny life-saving treatment, and potentially making a suffering patient feel that he or she is a burden. On another Respect Life issue, Speaker of the House of Delegates Adrian Jones of Baltimore County introduced a bill February 6th that would set up a referendum for Maryland voters to decide whether to codify abortion in Maryland law. Aaron Yunkins, director of the Life of Office, Justice, and Peace for the Archdiocese of Baltimore's Institute for Evangelization, said Catholics should do what they can to see that the bill does not become law. Quote, the extremism of this bill protects abortion through all nine months, which we know is far beyond the gestational age that even most people would identify as pro-choice believe is acceptable, Duncan said. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. For Catholic Review Media, I'm Kevin Parks. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. We're back on Catholic Review Radio talking with Brad Hill about the He Gets Us television commercial campaign. 
Brad, we talked a little bit before the break about just kind of people are searching for something spiritual. They're searching for something beyond what is going on in their life right now. How do you introduce Jesus to people who may not have a personal relationship with him? Well, I mentioned that we did a good bit of research. And so, you know, Chris, the best way I know to uh, speak to a hungry generation is to listen to them. And so we we heard some fascinating things in our responses. Uh, people are, as I mentioned earlier, they're they're very open, often positive. By the way, 54% of U.S. adults, uh, according to our research, are um, in this group of folks that is open spiritually. And so if you if you're in your mind's eye, if you picture a continuum, we've got this giant group in the middle who we're, we're really speaking to. But they told us, they said, you know, it, it never occurred to me that Jesus cared or really had much to say about my relationships. I didn't realize that Jesus had anything relevant when it has to do with me feeling lonely coming out of a pandemic or maybe struggling with mental health, or I feel like I'm in a group of people or a class of people that's a little bit marginalized. And it didn't occur to me that Jesus relates to that. And so what they said to us was, if you can connect the person of Jesus to experiences I'm going through, if there's a shared experience there, you have my attention. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. So again, in the ads, what you're seeing is we're really paying attention to what's kind of on the pulse of people in our culture today. And uh, as hopefully you and your listeners would agree, like Jesus has a lot to say about the things that we all go through. And so we're just simply trying to open their eyes a little bit. And one of the common responses we get is, I've never seen this side of Jesus before. This, you know, I want to learn more. Yeah. Let's listen to that point. Let's listen to one of your commercials called Dinner Party. A caring man took a walk. Everywhere he looked, people suffered. Anxiety ran high. Hope dwindled. Hatred rose. His neighbors had lost trust in the system and in each other. I need to do something, he thought. I'll bring them together and feed them. Around the dinner table, they can talk and see how much they have in common. Shared struggles. Shared joy. Shared pain. So he prepared a feast and invited all into his home. But some refused to sit at his table because they chose to only see differences. He was heartbroken because he wanted everyone to eat and be filled, not with food and wine, but with compassion. And the tagline at the end of that is, Jesus welcomed all to the table. He gets us, all of us. Brad, what do you hope to accomplish with running ads like this? I know you, you don't want to talk about the content of the Super Bowl ad specifically, because that's going to be uh, in time for the game. But what do you really hope kind of impact that the, the Super Bowl ad will have? Well, you know, number one, Chris, we every week uh, we're out actually doing measurements around what happens when someone sees these ads. And we're we're really encouraged thus far. It's been, as I said, about nine, nine or 10 months. We're seeing already uh, double digit increases in people who are introduced to these messages. And then they would say they would agree with statements like Jesus is loving to all. Jesus is compassionate. Jesus is approachable or accessible. And then lastly, Jesus is available to all. 
And I'll, I'll share a quick story with that last point. So I was riding in the back of an Uber not too long ago, and I happened to be wearing a He Gets Us hat in the car. And the driver, he was probably young, young 20s. He, uh, he checks back in the rearview mirror. He's like, you know, what's up with your hat? And in, in my mind, by the way, I had this little moment. I was like, do I really want to get into this right now? Mm-hmm. But I, we, I did. And we, we actually struck up a really good conversation about Jesus. And he shared, you know, that he had grown up. Um, I don't know his faith background, but he told me he had grown up in the church and, but he had drifted. And uh, then this was a statement that I think Chris is probably more common than we realize out there. He said, you know, I drifted and I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of dumb stuff. And I think if, if Jesus knew what I've done, he wouldn't want me. Wow. And there is a perception out there from a lot of folks that they've either messed up or they've strayed too far and that there's somehow like this club or this magic box you have to check. And if you don't, if you're not in the club, you can't get to Jesus. And a big part of what we're, we're trying to put out there with these messages is just like the dinner party ad, you show Jesus welcomed all to the table. And, you know, even, even under the Pope recently has had some interesting statements around how we treat various groups of people, right? And mm-hmm. when you look at who Jesus hung out with, a lot of people raised eyebrows, but the woman at the well, the Roman centurion, like all these folks probably would have said in the back of an Uber the same thing. Yeah. The apostles even, you know, I mean, the apostles themselves. Yeah. That's right. So, sometimes you, you think about the fact that he chose these people who were not perfect and he knew they weren't perfect and knew they wouldn't be, be really great at it unless they were inspired by him and by the spirit. So I, I think that's one of the keys we forget. One of the things that I like about these commercials and the first time I saw them and I was like, what was that? You know, I, you know, because it was, you, you hear the dialogue and then you realize, wait, He's talking about Jesus because it's all these contemporary images. And I think a lot of times people don't relate Jesus from 2000 years ago to today. How do you help people see that Jesus can relate to them today? And he's loving and welcoming and compassionate and all. That's right. Well, you know, a lot of it is the images. So we did audio today and I would invite everybody to go check out on hegetsus.com. You can watch all the ads there. And what you'll see when you watch them is very contemporary, some would say even at times edgy images that really evoke a modern context. We have we have an ad called Wrongly Judged, and it depicts essentially a group of uh, they look like gang members. And they're, you know, as the narrator says, they're roaming the hood. They're raising a lot of eyebrows. A lot of folks would rather get them off the streets. But then the, the narration takes a twist and it says, but they weren't out to spread hate they were spreading love. And then you see an image of one of these so-called gang members handing food to a homeless person, helping someone up off the sidewalk. And then it it closes with the tagline, Jesus was wrongly judged. So you mentioned the apostles a moment ago. I mean, he he hung out with a little bit of a kind of a ragtag group of people for his day. Mm -hmm. And um, when you cast it in a modern context, what would a, a group of kind of undesirable ragtag folks look like? It may look like a gang. It may look like folks that none of us would maybe want around our sidewalks, but this is exactly how Jesus was viewed and his apostles were viewed um, by those that were religious elites of the day, those were in government, et cetera. And it just causes you to do a little bit of a double take, even if you're familiar with the the scriptures, just say, you know, I've never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. I've never taken that 2000 year old story and placed it in today's context. Uh, But that's exactly what we're trying to do. 
Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, a, a year after Pope Francis had been elected, we had a, a symposium in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. And uh, one of the speakers said that she'd been hearing all sorts of people come up to her and say, man, I just love your Pope Francis, even if they weren't Catholic. You know, they say, I love what I'm hearing about Pope Francis. She says, you like Pope Francis, you're going to love his friend Jesus, you know, <laughs> because that's really where it, it comes to is that we're if, if we're talking to people about that, then that can, you know, that can make a connection to us. You mentioned the website, hegetsus.com. Uh, how else can people get involved? We talked about it a little bit before the break, but remind people again, how they can connect and how they can find out more about what you're doing. Absolutely. So any individual Jesus fans, Jesus followers, we'd love to invite you just to kind of join a community uh, where we'll be giving info, giving prayer. That's a text. So you can get your phone and you can text the word Super Bowl to 70193. Promise we won't sell you anything or promote anything other than just helping you get informed and get ready. Uh, Chris, whether it's Super Bowl or elsewhere, one of the one of the effects that we're seeing is that our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, they're also seeing these ads just like we are. And uh, I've I've heard plenty of stories where somebody shows up to work on Monday. Hey, Chris, you're kind of like a Jesus guy. You're you're sort of religious, right? Um, I saw this commercial last night. Do you believe that stuff? So all of us, you know, Jesus followers, faithful, need need to kind of figure out how how do I get ready for that mm-hmm. that moment because the conversations are coming toward us, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, and then lastly, if anybody here maybe leads a parish or is involved um, in ministry, there is a website for you. We, we've we set it up. Um, it's called hegetsuspartners.com. Hegetsuspartners.com. And there you'll find resources to use. We've had churches preaching, doing homilies around these themes. We've had group discussions. We work with Alpha Ministry quite a bit. Um, and a number of other uh, outlets. So hegetsuspartners.com is a great set of resources, really for our our friends in in kind of church and vocational ministry. Uh, but for individuals, we'd love to have you send that text in, and we'll we'll get you info. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us here on this Super Bowl Sunday. We have been talking today with Brad Hill about the He Gets Us television ad campaign. Thank you so much, Brad, for being with us today. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Review Radio. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.